Happy New Year, and welcome to episode 16 of Nintendo World Report's Connectivity. I'm Mike Sklenz. This week, we're recapping 2011 in style. First off, Zach, Danny, and Patrick talk about the slew of downloadable games released for the 3DS at the end of 2011. Then, Neil and Scott join Zach for a rundown of their favorite Nintendo and Nintendo games of the year. I hope you enjoy this week's show, and don't forget to send your comments to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. Hello, folks. Uh, we're doing a, a downloadable game segment. It's been a, a hell of a month, last month, for downloadable games on the 3DS. Um, uh, actually, some some of these games are all considered were being considered for our game of the year selections, and one of them made it uh, at the bitter end of the year. So it's been really awesome. I've got uh, Daniel Bivens with me. Hello, please. <laughs> and uh patrick barnett hello <laughs> we're gonna talk some downloadable awesomeness um i figure we'd start chronologically so pushmo talk about it boom pushmo um so you know pushmo first came out in japan uh it's in J- the japanese name is actually called hiku osu and it's literally means just like push and pull so it's pretty i think pretty accurately yeah. named in japan and then you know in the uk and then the u.s it's pull or push, you know, it's can't really decide which way they want to go in English speaking uh, <laughs> English speaking markets. But uh yeah, it came out in like October in Japan and I've per- probably sunk about like twenty, twenty five hours into it and uh Damn. Yeah, my God. It's it's <laughs> it's one incredible game. I mean, you know, um I've talked about it before on the Famicast. I've know that I, I think everyone's talked about it on one of the podcasts or more, you know, on throughout the NWR family of podcasts. But uh Seriously, if you know you listeners out there haven't had a chance to play this at all, it is definitely one something that you definitely want to pick up on the eShop. It's absolutely incredible. I mean, I'm not quite sure how how much like how much time did you guys put into the game? I put about 20 hours in myself. It's just really addictive. Um, I'd have to compare it mostly if you guys have played uh, 3D Picross. That game, I just couldn't put it down when I played it, and this it gave me that same vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I've sunk considerably less time into it i really like it but it's just not clicking with me i mean and i I was i was saying this uh before we started recording i feel like maybe i'm a moron because uh puzzles that probably take every i mean i'm on the second level for Mm -hmm. god's sake um puzzles that take probably everyone else five minutes take me 20 (laughs) Um, it takes a really long time for my brain to be like you got to do this man (laughs) <laughs> uh but once i get it i get it um but it is it is good i'm i'm, I'm going to beat it for god's sake it's just going to take a while yeah and uh, this is kind of spoilery or whatever but i mean uh, there are 250 puzzles total in the game but if you get through like the first 200 the last 50 are actually like quote unquote unlockable and like special um <clears throat> and yeah so i mean it, it takes you know quite a while to get there and zach man i mean this isn't like, you know, an easy game. So, I mean, there are times where I, I feel the exact same way. It's like, holy crap, I'm a complete moron. Somebody could probably get this done in two seconds and it's taking me 25 minutes, you know. Right. Um, so it's, uh, I think it's just the way it is with this game sometimes, honestly. Yeah. I do like it, though. It's uh, it's it's really charming. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I have a few complaints about it. Um, and the 3D effect is really well used. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. So I can't I can't really complain about that game. And and uh I, I do like it and I will beat it um someday. Might be a year <laughs> from now, but I'll do it. Uh so the next game is one I've sunk a ton of time into and I actually just beat a hundred percent yesterday. Um it's way forward's mighty switch force. <laughs> Love it. Because it's way forward, uh-huh. largely. Um have you guys played this at all? I have gotten through the entire game, but I didn't go back and beat all the par times like you did. It just, I don't know. It didn't, you said push mode didn't click with you. This one didn't click with me. It yeah. just, there wasn't enough incentive to go back and do the par times. Well, let me tell you, there is not incentive to do those par <laughs> times. Because what you get is nothing. You just get the the uh, end credits scene as your title screen. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, and that's, that's it. Yeah, one thing about, you know, the Japan eShop, it's like, yeah, I mean, there's tons of great stuff that comes out every week, typically a lot of video content, games, everything, but this is one of the games that hasn't made it over there yet, so it's... That's bizarre. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because it's way forward, I think they're an American developer. Yeah, exactly, so I don't know if they have plans to bring it out in Japan, or how complicated it is, you know, if they have to find, you know, a publisher or whatever, I, you know, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure what all that entails. Yeah. I, I, I like it a lot. It's just, um, you know, nobody does, I, in my, to my mind, nobody does two dimensional sprite based platformy games as good as way, way forward does. Hmm. Um, you know, these are the guys who brought, brought us Shantae, which you guys know I'm a huge fan of. <laughs> and, uh, and really, it, it's just the beautiful backgrounds, beautiful animations. I just, I wish there was more content. I really do. 16 levels is pretty short. How many hours does it take to beat it, you think? Really not long at all. Probably I mean, about an hour and a yeah. half, maybe, to get through the 16. Wow, really? <laughs> and then huh. once you, you know, once you figure out how to get the par times, each le- the longest level is like two minutes long. Oh, wow. And you have to get under that, you know, so it's pretty short. Sure. Huh. It it might be a little I think it's seven bucks. It might be a little overpriced for that amount of time, but whatever, I support way forward. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Great developer, yeah. I think, yeah, definitely something that should be done. Yeah. Um, so that's Mighty Switch Force. It's I guess I haven't described it. It's it's a platformer, but each stage has these blocks that you press the A or R button and they switch between being platforms and being background objects and the object of every stage is to find five uh, prisoners um, in as little time as possible. And uh, the part times, some of the part, the the goal times are stupid hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, in that you have to waste not a step. Um, <laughs> so that's that's where the challenge comes from. But it's it's really fun. <laughs> um, and then the last game is one I have yet to play, but. Boy, everybody loves it. Uh, v to the power of six. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm the only one that played it out of the three of us, but it is really, really good. Um, it's just released this past week, I guess, and it only takes about two and a half hours to get through the uh, the main story that comes with the game. Oh. But what I really enjoyed about it was uh, they included, uh, it's I think, 18 user-created levels. Well, not really user, but... One, oh, that's of them, cool. one of them I played was done by the the sound designer. <laughs> um, and it's those are really fun because each one of those, I've done two of those so far, and each of them were about two hours each. 
that just adds so much extra content to the game. Yeah. And and now it sounds like to me, it sounds like VVVVV is similar to Antipol. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys have played that. I haven't played that. I haven't. Okay, well, in that it's a platformer and you switch gravity to go on the ceiling or the floor. Okay. You can't jump. Hmm. Oh, no, you can jump in anti-pole. I'm sorry. Well, you can't jump in VVVVVV. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You just but, switch gravity and move left and right. Okay. Well, that sounds it sounds like a similar game. Uh, and you'd highly recommend it? I would highly recommend it. I've... I probably played it about three hours today alone. I really. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll definitely do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, man, there's just so much. I was, I think I was saying on connectivity uh, last week that, you know, now, well, now it's January, but, but as of December, it feels like the 3DS is finished and, and I have so many games on it, like all the ambassador games, all these downloadable games, all the apps that come with it. It's just kind of yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. My home um, screen's finally filled up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, geez, being in Japan, I mean, we got tons of videos that we could download. I had to actually buy a new another SD card not too long ago, and now I have a 32 gigabyte one, and I'm hoping wow. that'll at least last me till the end of next year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, but. have have you been able to play any of those? Uh, uh, demos they released oh yeah i've played almost all of them um like the, the just recently they released you know uh resident evil revelations yeah. uh, metal gear solid 3d uh, 3d snakes eaters 3ds you know <laughs> um and then another one too new love plus and a couple uh, something else too but um man actually and what's really great too they actually have support for the circle pad pro for the Resident Evil demo, and I'm assuming they do for the Metal Gear Solid one too. I haven't, as of right now, and I have not had a chance to play it. But it's yeah. a little bit for Resident Evil. It's a little bit weird. Um, I, I didn't spend a lot of time playing with the Circle Pad just yet, but it just it's it really changes the way you control the game because you're not. It's not like the typical like Resident Evil Four stuff. It's actually like dual analogy type of stuff. And um, oh, that's weird. Yeah, so it's it's odd for a Resident Evil game, you know, but. I can see it working. I actually had one of my buddies who has, he's never played a 3DS. So I had him, but you know, he's a big fan of Resident Evil. I had him sit down and play this with the, with the uh, Circle Pad Pro. And he thought it was actually pretty awesome with, you know, that control setup. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting that it changes the control scheme so much because I, I think the controls for, um, Mercenaries 3D are just fine. Yeah. I thought so too. So, and that, that demo too, that of Revelations, is actually the one from Tokyo Game Show, and it's it's a so, really good, yeah, it's a pretty so good a demo. much better demo. Oh yeah, I mean Jesus, the <laughs> one that's yeah, the one that's in Mercs, you could beat in like thirty seconds or something. Yeah, it's really short, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm psyched for that game, and and then I heard that Metal Gear, like you have to control the shooting with uh, the face buttons. That's never good. That was a Tokyo Game Show. That was that. yeah, that was utterly awful, and. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming that with the Circle Pad Pro, they'll map the the control pads or you know the um, basically the you know how, like it's like you said they mapped everything to those face buttons. I'm assuming that was put that on the Circle Pad on the joystick, but yeah. it still felt like crap at, at Tokyo <laughs> Game Show. So I they have a long way to go to make it playable. If you ask yeah. me, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not real. 
not real excited about that game on the 3ds let's say that (laughs) yeah me too especially after the awful demo that i played at tokyo game show it was pretty bad yeah and then i played um peace walker on the psp and that just did not work (laughs) Uh, i feel like i feel like it's going to be a similar situation but it'll be interesting to i mean if the circle pad pro if it makes it like a ps2 controller that could kind of work yeah better yeah yeah you know so there you go i'm i'm excited to maybe we'll get some demos over here that'd be pretty nice yeah i'm kind of surprised i mean geez it's been about a month or so and i mean there's no demos out in any of the other territories yet um maybe by the time this this episode goes live maybe they will there will be but uh (laughs) (laughs) that'd be that'd be a nice new year's present oh yeah for sure uh so yeah, I'm 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 happy that so much is coming out now. It's it's finally coming into its own, and mm-hmm. this is what's needed all along. Oh yeah, for sure. And, you know, and swap note, of course, no no ah. end to the fun and swap note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, back to even just the original three games that we were talking about, particularly with Pushmo. One really great thing I think about Pushmo is you know, like you said, Jack, sometimes it's just so freaking hard, and you just can't, <laughs> you just feel like an idiot, and then you just can't you know you feel like you can't go any further. But it seems like after they do a stage like that, then like right after that, they do one that's like easy and like kind of like makes you feel like, oh, maybe I'm not stupid. And then <laughs> you kind of just keep on going and then it's like, it just kind of repeats it like every, you know, every few levels or whatever. And I think that's really good to kind of keep you coming back to the game because, I mean, yeah, some, some kind of a challenge is great, but then just making it still accessible, making you want to come back is the yeah. thing, I think. So. And I'm not I, sure I, if you- Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you guys had this experience in Pushmo yet, but have you gotten to a puzzle where it just gets you stuck and then you try it and try it and try it and you can't get it, but then you put your 3DS down for just a little bit and you come back to it like 30 minutes later and you can just do it on your first try? Oh, yeah. That is, that, I, yeah. <laughs> for sure, man. <laughs> that always just amazes me when I just pick mm-hmm. it up and I solve it. <laughs> that happens oh, yeah. to me when I do uh, uh, physical jigsaw puzzles too. I'll just get stuck, mm-hmm. but then I'll go upstairs and do something and then... Uh, Come back down and oh, that's where that piece went. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, Pushmo's great. Um, I mean, they're all they're all great games, uh, mm-hmm. and they all I think cater to different, you know, tastes and likes. Mm-hmm. So, but they all kind of overlap because they're they're all kind of puzzle games in a way. <laughs> so, well, there you go. Good games. Everyone should buy them. Yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed. <yeah. laughs> I uh, fully intend to get V V V V V before too long. They come out to the Jap- Japan eShop, and I'll get these games. <laughs> so, <laughs> Lord knows I'll buy everything else. That's right. That's right. All right, gents. Well, that's it. Uh, thank you for coming on. All right. Hey, no problem. problem. And uh, finishing just in time for the staff meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Talk to you guys later. All righty. See ya. Bye.
Brian, welcome to our Game of the Year segment. I'm your host, a slightly under the weather but recovering, Neil Ronahan. And with me today, we've got uh, other connectivity standbys. I guess the only two guys that show up every week, Scott Thompson <laughs> and Zach Miller. Hello, hello. The hard life. Yeah. Zach, you know, on his way back from Kansas, sending out pictures of just straight up naked women on Swap Note. <laughs> just one. Yeah, it's been good. Just I, I, I was going through my uh <laughs> my like the New Year's ones that I got uh yesterday. Uh we're recording this on January second. So on New Year's Day I was looking at my swap notes and I was like, all oh, the ones that they're just generic, like, oh happy New Year's, it's a snowman, like something like that. And then I go to Zach's, I'm like, this is gonna be good. And it's just a straight up a naked girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, no subtlety. And with the 3D effect, it's like, wow, those are big boobs on said naked girl. It's one of his figures, uh, for all you uh people keeping score at home. 3D effects pretty good on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh what we're gonna do for this game of the year show is uh we're going to rattle off, I guess uh, you know. Uh, our top four Nintendo games will each reveal our fourth, then each reveal our third, and so on and so forth. And then to close out, we'll talk about our favorite non Nintendo games of the year. Um, we got to give credit to Carl Castaneda for the term Nintendo, <laughs> as he coined it last year on our Game of the Year show. Um, so I guess we'll start off, uh, Zach, since Hi. you're always here. I am always here. <laughs> you can even, start off with your I'm fourth not game. Recording, I am always yes. here. Yes. All right. Um, uh, what's your fourth game? Uh, my fourth game is oh god, I don't have my list in front of me, but it was right in my head. Ah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, my fourth game is Ocarina of Time 3D. Oh, well, um, and here's why: because I'm not counting any virtual console games, and the reason I'm not counting any virtual console games is because they came out ten years ago or more. <laughs> uh, so I'm only counting you know, quote unquote, new that is games fair. and Ocarina of Time. I've spent probably the most time with on my 3DS this year. That would be the same. That's true for me. I mean, it does not make my list, but I've put, I mean, by virtue of it being a, you know, a 20 hour Zelda game, I, well, I've, I think I finished it in about 20 hours and did some master quest stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm doing master it, quest now. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, I thought about going back and doing Master Quest, but right now the, the R button on my 3DS is broken, as I've already probably lamented, and I just yeah. have been too lazy to send it in because there are still a good number of games that I can play without using the R button. Zelda, I don't think I could really play without it. No. Um, but, I mean, I, I will definitely dive back into Master Quest, and that was a fantastic port of that game. Oh, yeah, and, and I think the reason I like it so much is because it's been so long since I actually played that Ocarina of Time. And it really looks much, much better. Yeah, it really does. I mean, like I went back when I did the review, I booted up my N64, checked out the game, and it looks it looks light years better. Like yeah. you might not think it looks that impressive in the 3DS, but just compare it to the N64, and it's it's amazing. Yeah, it and really that I mean is. that that's the one thing that always kind of boggled my mind where when Ocarina of Time 3D was revealed. People were like, oh, I've played this so many times before. It's like, I haven't played this since, like, 2002. <laughs> like, like, I played through it, and I remembered a lot of it. And then I got to some areas where I'm just like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about this entire yeah. dungeon. Like, I, this is awesome. I was shocked by how much I did not remember. I mean, yeah, was, same here. There were parts of that game where it was, like, a whole new experience for me. Yeah, and especially with Master Quest. I never played that before. So when I get to that, the dungeons will be even tougher because I've never done them before. Yeah, it's really good. It, I mean, it is the 
definitive version of Ocarina of Time for sure. Which is, I mean, I guess if we're looking at it, it's it's you know considered to be one of the best games of all time, and this is the definitive version. So yep. give credit where credit's due. Indeed, bitches. <laughs> all right, uh, Scott, did you play Ocarina of Time 3D at all, or? I did, yeah. I didn't play as much of it as you guys did. I um, I bought it and I got to. I finished the Forest Temple, you know, as Adult Link. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of stopped. It, it was good. It just didn't. I don't know. It just didn't grab me. I guess like it did you guys. I mean, I, I loved it originally on the N sixty four. Yeah. It had been a long time since I played it, and same as you guys. I remembered like the the Deku Tree, like easy, and then even the uh, the second, like the fire. The uh, cavern. Yeah, that one wasn't bad. And then like once I got to the third one, it was like kind of foggy, and then for sure the Forest Temple, I like just didn't remember it at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with Jabba Jabba's belly. I always remember Jabba Jabba's belly being way harder than it was when I yeah, replayed it this time. Yeah, I and think that's just f- like little kid Neil being psyched out. Yeah, to be fair, Scott, the Forest Temple is that game's low point. Is it? Oh, I yeah. love the music in the Forest Temple. Oh, the music, that, the music is great. The temple itself blows. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but, um, but I need to go back to it at some point. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of game that like you'll be on a, a like a, a flight or a long or like a long train ride or whatever and. Guess what? You got a Zelda or, game to play, or in the yeah. hospital. Yeah, yeah, I think that's when you played it. Zach. Yeah. There you go. All right, so uh, Scott, what's your number four? Um, well, it, it is uh, Tom Clancy Ghost Recon Shadow Wars. Oh, I, really? I, I'll, I won't say anything else. I thought that game was highly overrated, but go on. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it it probably benefits, and it probably shows up on my list. You know, as kind of coming out in a time when there wasn't very much, and it, I think it was one of the. I don't know. I mean, it was the only launched 3DS game I got. It's the only one that interested me. Yeah. And because of that, I put a lot, of, a lot of time into it. I probably played more of that than I have anything on the 3DS, even still at this point. I'd have to check, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, yeah, I just like it. I mean, strategy games always appeal to me. I mean, last week, you know, Zach and I were talking about Fire Emblem, um, and this is sort of in that same vein, you know, grid-based uh, you know, strategy yeah, definitely. game. and I've always been into those, and so I really liked this one. Um, I mean, it wasn't you know it wasn't the greatest game ever or anything like that, but I think for strategy fans especially, it's uh, it's very good and uh, surprisingly so. I didn't really expect anything from it, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It is. I mean, it basically is you know Fire Emblem, but with Tom Clancy characters, right? With guns instead of swords. I mean, what kind of killed it for me with that game is that I would be going. Well, it's the whole like you know the missions are like forty minutes long, and if you fail, then you have to restart it. They are very. There are checkpoints later, but I think you need to manually set the checkpoints if I remember correctly. Yeah, you have to. You have to save your game, and then you if you die, you can start from that save point. Yeah, and then also it would freeze a whole lot, and I had to replay segments. Over and over again because oh, I'd get to the end of it and it would lock up. And huh. this this apparently happened a lot, but uh, I mean maybe they fixed it or something. I don't know if they can. What's weird about it too? You, you said it, it's like Fire Emblem, and I think it's even harder than Fire Emblem because at least in Fire Emblem you have the choice. Like if your character dies, and oh, that's yeah. it. You can go on without them. You know if you choose to, even though I never do. But in this, I mean, if a character dies, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have to start the mission the over. No one can die. Hmm. Um. So you kind of really have to manage your units well and keep your your healing units nearby and everything like that. So, but I like I liked it. It was definitely what I was playing a ton of from like yeah, God I don't know June till October. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um. So my number four is Skylanders, and I'm not really specifying mm-hmm. a system on that one. Although if I were pressed to it, I'd probably say Wii. Um. 
I really just the whole concept of it. Like, I love Skylanders. I haven't so gotten Zelda, back so into Zelda's it. your number five. Oh no, actually, my number <laughs> five, which I'll mention because there was a, it was really tough between Skylanders and my number five game, which is Radiant Historia, oh, okay. the Atlas RPG that came out earlier in the year. That um actually James Jones just put up his his write up for it for it's it got into our game of the year top ten list, um and I think Radiant Historia is probably one of the best I guess more traditional RPGs that has come out in in years. It's a fantastic game from start to finish, and it's got you know concepts that kind of like move the se- move. It actually makes the JRPG genre like almost up to date because mm. you know you can skip dialogue. It does have a lot of like like the 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 battle system while it gets a little tiring over over the long the long haul it's still a very good and original battle system yeah. but that's my number five game my number four game is Skylanders and really to me it just it's a very it's a very well made and fun game because you know you have all these these action figures and characters that you can bring into the game level up you know you can take them on different paths. Like, you know, you can have one character, you can make a more projectile-based or melee-based if you want to. Um, and it's just really, really cool and fun. And all the characters are are amusing in their own right. They say goofy things. One of them actually hums, like, bad romance if, uh, <laughs> like during the level. Like, I was actually reading a list of, like, things you didn't know about Skylanders and something like that was mentioned. I was like, oh, yeah, that, that character did do that. <laughs> um, but... I mean, it's just really, it's, it's, it's cute. It's charming. I'm, I'm really happy that whenever I walk into a store now and I go by the Skylanders thing, there are no single characters left because this shit's selling out and it's well-deserved. And I know people will shit on Activision, but at least they come up with an idea that one, the, the development team behind it put a lot of love into it and it's really well done. Yeah. And it might be a little, it might be a little, you know, they're selling $8 action figures, friggin' DLC. But you know it's it's really well done. It's well deserved that that it's selling as well as it is, and it's a great game for both very much young kids and even adults. As you've seen, the Skylanders craze kind of take us all over. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm 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 a recovering Skylanders addict, uh, mm-hmm. mainly because I don't have the time to put into it, and I stopped buying figures after like the second wave started coming out. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe I'll get back into it for the sequel. Hell yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so Zach, what's your number three? Uh number three was real tough for me. Um, but after this last deluge of excellent um 3DSware games, I'm gonna have to go with Mighty Switch Force. Oh. It's so good. It's so good. Um it's, so good. It's mighty fine. Uh, <laughs> it is short. It's only 16 levels long, but that's not really the point. The point of the game is that it's each each of the 16 levels, it's difficult to get the goal times. Um, I, like you basically need to do it flawlessly. Like right. for me, they, they touted this game as being great for speedrun freaks. And yeah. I was like, okay, that's cool. I'll probably just play through it and never touch it again. But I actually haven't gotten through all 16 levels in it, despite putting like three or so hours into this game, I think. You mean, because you... I've been like very anal about trying to get the par times on the oh. first way through. I think I'm on like 10 or 11. And I mean, it's just, I love trying to get the par times. It's very rewarding because it's these short, you know, 
one to three minute chunks that you just basically need to do flawlessly. Yeah. And some of some of those levels are stupid hard. To get yeah. Hard times. in. Um, Neil, it really helps if you just to let you know, if you beat the game, you unlock her like mega buster. And that lets you shoot out blocks with one hit. Oh, it even okay. lets you shoot those um, big spiky armored things. You can kill them and unlock the doors right away. Oh, so that makes it worlds <laughs> easier. But there are still oh, three or four uh, <laughs> levels that I just cannot, for the life of me, get the part times on. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to try. But what I I just love. First off, I love Way Forward. They they can do no wrong. Um, <clears throat> the animation in this game is unbelievable. Um, and the backgrounds are great and the music is fun and the controls are tight and man, I love it. I just love it. And there, and there, there's, there's two Metroid homages that just rocked my world. You know, no, one is, I mean, one I take is it when the one... she dies. Yeah. Uh, and the other one happens after the end credits. Ooh. Yeah. You should probably beat the one. game, man. Yeah, it's it's called There's Too Many Damn Games on 3DS I Wanna Play. Uh, but no, it's it's so good and and if it I I don't know, it, it's just it's it's one of those kind of magical little games that's short that you can just play in short bursts and you yeah. just love every second of it. I this was on the when I when I was trying to call my list down to 4, this was like you know, it was one of the seven that was on that list. Nice. It's a very, very good game. So, uh, Scott, what's your number three? My number three, let me see here. I kind of have two that I'm kind of <laughs> swapping back and forth between two and three. Um, let's say that my number three is Mario Kart 7. Oh. Oh. Um, now, I will, there's a caveat here. This spot could e- would easily and will easily be taken by Super Mario 3D Land once I finally get it. And in fact, the spot will probably move up. <laughs> but, because I hear that game is amazing. It's just like the one... I mean, Neil, you were just saying, there's too much to play on 3DS. Yeah. There is. And I've been so focused on trying to finally finish Skyward Sword, which I did over the weekend, that Yay. I like have not picked it up because I knew I would just... I would not play something because I would have like one too many games. Yeah. So, um, But I did get Mario Kart 7, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, the online play, I mean, Zach and I talked about this last week a little bit. The online play is great if it's still needing a little bit of work when trying to actually play with friends. Um, <laughs> it gets wonky where, like, you end up in different matches for some reason and, like, just lose lose each other for, <laughs> for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of fun. And I'm also enjoying um, my fiancé and I are playing it together, um, you know, head-to-head, but you can play through the Grand Prix and unlock everything. So awesome. we've been playing that. Yeah, way. I did I did hear about that. I believe Player One Podcast brought it up. How <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're doing Grand Prix with multiple people, then just whoever if you if someone wins it, then you all get the unlock for exactly, it. Exactly, which is awesome. Yeah. So which we've is just been a really great touch. We've been playing it like that. So we've you know, we had it like over Christmas weekend and we were playing it and even like some of my younger cousins got three DSs for Christmas, so we were all playing together. So Oh that's awesome. Yeah, it's just really cool. It's kinda hitting that sweet spot for me that um well, actually, Mario Kart DS did, and then um, Tetris DS too, where yeah. like just having one cart and but then just having a bunch of people with DSs or 3DSs, you know, lets you lets you play with everyone. So pretty, uh, pretty cool. So yeah, it, yeah. It, that that's for me. But for sure, if I had <laughs> Super Mario 3D Land, I think this wouldn't be in my top. Basically, four. it's and, your Mario spot. 
Yes, that's <laughs> that, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. My number three is, uh, I guess number three is also my Mario spot. Um, cause Mario 3d land is my number three game oh. and it really is. I mean, it just, it's, it's a great melding of 2d Mario and 3d Mario. And I love both of those types of Mario's for different reasons. And this is kind of that great fusion of the two of those and really just going through all the numerous levels in this game. It's great because it's, it's fun. It's, you know, charming, it's challenging and it's rewarding too. I yeah. mean, not that there's any kind of tangible reward, but just going through everything, and I haven't even unlocked that, that you know, the, the super secret final level, but the reward is playing the game, and there's not too many games that can kind of say that. That right. like, oh, guess what? You just unlocked more levels to play. Oh, what's the reward after that? Some more levels. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is that is reward enough for me in this game, and it's, I mean, Super Mario 3D Land is, I think, one of the best Mario games in I think it's. I think I might like it better than the Galaxy games, in all honesty, because oh, I, do. Wow. Yeah. I think this is the perfect portable platformer because the the stages are bite sized. You can sit back and play just like a stage in a minute or two, right? And you can take a lot longer if you're going for star coins or something. But it's just a great game. Um, it really is, and I can't really think of what I would want more out of a Mario game. I guess maybe some some musical and level that, variety that's what or I was something. Say the music is is really pretty. Yeah. But I mean, from a gameplay perspective, I I adore it, and that's that. <coughs> so Zach, your number two. My number two game of the year is, and I haven't even gotten to the first dungeon yet, but I know <laughs> it's going to be the Legend you just got of good Skyward Sword. It is so good so far, um, and you know I was really worried about it, um, and I'll tell you why. Every podcast I listen to that discusses Skyward Sword, including our own RFN, talks about what's great about it for 10 minutes and then spends the next half hour talking about what's not great about it. Zach, you know the lesson to be learned from that? Just pay attention to whatever I say. Okay, I will start <laughs> doing that. But, I mean, do you notice that too, or is it just me? Oh, no, no, I do. I, I've no, Like, that's the thing is, I, if, if you will recall, I don't know if I said this on the show or in Twitter forums, something like that, but I was looking forward to this game coming out because I just wanted to talk to it with everybody. And then when I started talking to people about it, everyone was just so goddamn negative about it. Yeah. And I get it that it's not that people hate the game. They're just being highly critical. But like that just like made talking about it not as much fun because people right. are just like, well, this pisses me off and that pisses me off and this pisses me off. I'm like, well, what did you like about it? Why did you even spend 40 hours? Right. Oh, because I really like this. But this pissed me off and this pissed me off. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I so that's why I was worried about the game. And that's. And, and honestly, I hadn't played it and I hadn't played it, but I didn't feel too bad about that because I, I kept hearing things about it that sounded annoying. So I've, I'm so happy that I finally got it for Christmas and I've been playing it and damn, it's good. And, and it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful game. And, it is, and it has. I, I think it's the best looking game on the system, and I know. Oh, yeah. oh easy. I know it's people easy. could complain about the graphics, but to me, it's it's the whole presentation of it that that works. Yeah, and I, and I was saying this before we started recording. You immediately develop an emotional connection with the characters, especially with yep. Zelda, and no other Zelda game's done that. I mean, no other Zelda game has presented Zelda in a way that's not chick needs rescuing 
uh, you know, damsel in distress. Damsel in distress. <laughs> I mean, she's not even present most of the time. And in, in Wind Waker, it was Tetra. But then when she turned into Zelda, she disappeared. Um, yep. Although she did help you at the, in the end. Um, yeah. And in, you know, especially in Twilight Princess, you meet her and then she disappears, literally disappears. And you don't see her. However, again I mean, game. I mean, I guess mild spoiler for a five-year-old game. But really, the princess in Twilight Princess is Midna. Oh, it is Midna. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's not Zelda. <laughs> so I mean, that you, you, yeah, I mean, it's not yeah, Zelda. Not but basically, Midna, Midna is 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 Zelda for right. that game because Zelda is a non-issue. Right. Outside <laughs> of being possessed at some point. Yeah, that's true. So I I know I'm gonna love this game, and and I love the loft wings, their shoe bills, and uh, uh, everything about it is good. I I even I think I'm going to be able to look past any flaws it has very easily. So that's, yeah, I mean that that's that's what came to me with the review is that there were things about it where I got really pissed off or I was just like really really we're we're collecting more shit, <laughs> but like and like those frustrated me. But at the end of the day, like when I look back at you know the the forty hour experience that I just went through, that's not what comes to mind. Yeah. And and maybe for other people that's what's that's what comes to mind and that that sucks, but for me what came to mind was just all the fun that I had with that game, how I finished it and immediately wanted to go back and play it again, yeah. which I still haven't done. But that's also because I lent it to a friend, sent it to Andy after I finished it. I'll get back to it eventually. I really yeah. want to play the second quest. Yeah, I'm so excited to keep playing through it. Yeah, I'm 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 excited for you to experience it for the first time. Nice. Now, Scott, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is Rayman Origins. Oh, oh, yeah, yes. Even though didn't I didn't even crack my top ten. <laughs> yeah, I didn't play it for Wii, but it, you know, I think it still counts. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the same game, just not as graphically pretty. Not quite Wii. as pretty. Yeah. Maybe um, with some motion controls. It's just, uh, it's just a lot of fun, and uh, another game that my fiance and I have been able to play together, and it's just so quirky and just so humorous. And, I mean, just fucking hard, too, but, I mean, in all the right ways, to the point where I never wanted to quit. I just, you know, it just pissed me off and made me want to keep playing and, like, get get through these challenges. It um, does a very good job of not having lives. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, so there's no annoyance, yeah, where it's, like, after you for some die five times, it has to pull you out, like, to the menu screen, and then you just come back in and try again. That's so annoying. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it's something that is obviously going away, but... Yeah, Rayman embraces that. You know, you just you die, you pop right back in, and just try again, and just keep going. So, uh, it's a lot of fun, and just yeah, just very very funny. Um, I mentioned this in the Rayman segment I recorded uh, with Andrew a couple uh, weeks ago, but I'd love to see the team behind Rayman like work directly with Nintendo to make some kind of platformer because I think they brought a lot of great like ingenuity to it, but I think the level design just needs a little work, and I think I if agree. they. Because there's just not enough variety, but I think if they worked like with, I don't know, like people at Nintendo, uh, I think they could do a lot of interesting things. So it won't oh, yeah. happen, of course, but yeah. it's a pipe dream. So yeah, but I, I mean, I definitely not, Rayman Origins is is a very cool game, but for me, it's just like I mean, like you kind of said about the level design, I can't really get past that as much. It's just kind of after a while, I'm just like meh. They but apparently, together. I need I need to get like farther into the game, and then it gets better. Yeah, the uh, you get like four initial worlds, and then after you beat those, you unlock like four other worlds, and those other worlds are definitely more diverse and challenging. Yeah. But it, I've also benefited from the fact of playing it with someone. I think playing the two-player co-op 
yeah. um, like is the sweet spot, and I think it's the way to play the game. It makes it a lot more enjoyable. Now it's coming out on 3DS, right? Yes, yes. in uh, Q- quarter one. I believe March is what they is, might have is said. Is that going to yeah. be an original game, or is that going to be a port of one of the... I believe it's going to be the a port, but they haven't really so. said either way. See, I kind of want to. I want to get that, but I feel like because it's a platformer, it would be better as a portable. I think I would probably play more of this game if it was on 3DS. Yeah, that's that's where I'll I probably wait until Scott reviews it for the site. There you and go. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, see yeah. if I want to get it or not. <laughs> yeah, the, the only thing I would say with that, Zach, is probably for the 3DS. At least from now, obviously not having any real knowledge about it, unless like you do have someone that you would play the co-op with, because I'd imagine oh, the 3DS version point. won't have co-op. That's true. Yeah, because the co-op really, to me, is like the, one of the defining features. I mean, it, you know, I don't know if you played New Super Mario Brothers Wii with co-op, but I it's did. much better. It it's yes, yeah. but it's much better like that than you if can you were just slap by people yourself. in Rayman Origins co-op. That's oh, kind I of heard awesome. that on the podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. Fun. It's a lot of fun. So. That's basically all I did. Uh, four of us played the E3 demo, and I was just that, jerk, that jerk. I think we were, uh, maybe it was Jared, TYP, Johnny, and me. And every now and then, because like we had headphones on, so we could hear the music and stuff. And I just like TYP or Johnny just be like, "Damn it!" And I'd just be giggling because I'd just be <laughs> slapping everyone. Yeah, I mean they encourage it. The loading screens you can play around in the loading screens and beat each other up. Yeah, and then even the credit sequence when you beat the game, the credits <laughs> roll in the background and it it just plops whoever's playing just on a platform. And that's all you do is just beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> I mean that's it. There's, is it like Little Big it. Planet where you stand next to somebody and just whack them? Yeah, but you, nice. yeah, but I mean, you can you can attack them anyway. Like all your it's normal like, attacks. It's like the, the animation and sound effects for slapping in that perfect. game are perfect. Yeah, nice. it's probably the best thing about the entire game. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. So. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So so my number two, uh, is Ghost Trick, Phantom oh, Detective. Oh, Ghost! Everybody loves this freaking um, game. I actually, yeah. I was just talking about uh, because I I I I bought it used over the summer. Played through it in like a week. Lent to a friend who played through it in a couple days. And then uh, when he gave it back to me, I had another friend over, lent it to him, and he just gave it back to me. And all three of us were talking about it and about how like we were blown away at how good that game was. It kind of starts off a little slow. You're like, okay, everyone's raving about this game. I don't really know why yet. And then about halfway through it, you're just like, damn. And <laughs> then you beat the game and like it, you, you stay up until five in the morning and beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like how I it goes. I clearly need to play this. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think this is probably one of the, the, in my eyes, one of the best DS games, just period. Like, I don't know if I'll ever really play it again because it's a very story-based game, but I thought about it, and I didn't really think I would do that for any kind of story, but story-based DS game. Um, I really enjoy the kind of, you know, the, the trial and error gameplay with the ghost tricks and everything because there will be that aha moment where you'll be like, oh, okay, I need to use that, and then this, oh, that's great. Yeah, and the story the story is fantastic. Um, it gets kind of dark at times, which is kind of just like you're like, well, where is this coming from?" <laughs> but I mean, it's just the the entire story from start to finish is very well done and interesting and intriguing. And the huh. characters are great. The animation's great. I just I really love this game. If I, you know, I've never even seen it on sale, um, and it's it's such a shame. But if if I ever did see it at a store i think i'd have to get it because i've never heard one bad thing about it and i think it was i think it was johnny's game of the year 
um, I think it was his number one. And and you've talked about it nonstop on this show. And yeah, uh, you know, James and Greg both loved it, and everybody who plays this game friggin' loves it. So I I feel yep. like I'm missing the boat. So I do want to play it. I mean, it's like as a person who has enjoyed Phoenix Wright games, but usually struggles to finish them. This is amazing. Yeah, see, that's my pro- that I guess that's what's kept me back. I don't like the Phoenix Wright games. Like my thing is like I like the Phoenix Wright games. It's just that I never feel motivated enough to finish the Phoenix Wright games. Whereas yep. with this one, motivation was not an issue. It was like at first it would like you know I'd play it for an hour or two each night, and then that that would become like you know three or four hours every night right. as I got deeper into the story. Like yeah. I said, it does start slow a little bit, but if you give it some time to kind of open up. Like it just gets even better and better. Is well, as long as there's no um, uh, cattle wrangling. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it does it, not that, start slow. It's about half a day. It's not <laughs> three days. No, I mean the whole thing actually takes place over like twenty four hours. Oh, okay. Or, or no, no, I think it's just in one night. Uh, I mean, oh. it's been several months since I played it because it's like you know the character. It starts off with the character dying, and then you try to figure out what what killed him while saving other people. And you have until the morning, or else then, like, your spirit will go away. I to, see. like, solve this mystery that's going on. There you go. It's, it, oh, man, it's so good. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll play that. I'll play that. Um, all right, so now we're down to the number one. Number one. Number one. <laughs> and, Zach, what's your number one? Well, we've already talked about what my number one is. It's uh, Mario 3D Land. What a great game. Completely out of left field for me, because... Um, I got it for Christmas, and I was telling Scott I I beat it immediately. Um, and, <laughs> and now I'm on the last few stages of the Special World Eight, and I cannot get enough. It is it's so good, so damn good. And the reason it's so good is because they trimmed off all the fat. It's, yeah, it's it's just excellently designed platforming levels and. It helps. I think it helps the level design that each one is so so small. Um, it gives them more because they don't stretch. Nothing stretched out in this game at all. Um, you know, in some cases, you can go up to those little uh, telescopes in in some levels and see the ending from where you are. Yeah, but the path at <laughs> uh, the beginning there of the stage is what's so, <laughs> right. The end of the stage. The path there is is what's so great, and Man, you know, I blew through the the main game and I blew through most of the special stuff, but towards the end, this game gets really frigging it hard. It gets really hard. Um, but then you keep on wanting to beat it because yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And and every time you die, it's cuz you did it. Yep. Like there are no cheap deaths in this game. Uh and oh my gosh, it's so good. And the 3D effect is the best I've seen on the system damn straight oh man um oh man scott you are missing out dude i know you I, should sell a uh, kidney if you have to buy this game <laughs> I, I get so paid this, i i get paid this week so i'm for sure gonna have it by the um, weekend so yay it's it's just yeah. in the in the the last bowser fight um in the normal game i don't know if there's a even better one uh in the special world but the last bowser fight in the normal game is so great because he keeps chasing you um it's like never ending it's never ending and then um and then i like how they use dry bowser in the special world that's funny yeah 
<coughs> but no, there's the only the only place the game falls down on is the music, which is all taken from Galaxy games. I don't know if there's actually original music in this game. Um, I think the main theme, maybe. Maybe the main theme, but I don't really care. Yeah, um, it's a portable game. I'm not usually wearing game. headphones when I play. And that's the nice thing too. It's a portable game. I mean, I yep. can I can play a stage uh, at a stoplight. Not that I'd ever do that, but <laughs> you know, you the, no, the stage is so short that I mean, we don't really have traffic like like you guys probably deal with, but but uh, I mean, that's how short the stages are, and they're so satisfying. Yeah. And oh, yep. and so and I've I've done spot pass stuff with it and street pass stuff with it. Uh, you get those little mystery boxes when you pass somebody who's played it too. There's so much content in this game. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. true. So everyone um, should play it. So, Scott, if I've been keeping score, then I think we might have the same number one. What is right, which is good because we can both talk about it. So, yeah, yeah uh, Skyward Sword. That is my number one as well. Mm. Easily. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's that damn good. <laughs> it's, it, it's so impressive. And, and Neil, you were talking about how people... Every, you know, in discussion, you too, Zach, how everyone seems to bring up the negative. And I think that's because it's such a refined and just amazing experience that the negatives kind of stand out because they're so few and far between. Yeah. You know, for instance, like I, the swimming controls and sometimes the flying controls really like bothered me. Yeah, but there's no good swimming controls ever in any right. game. <laughs> right. And I think, I think Andy on Twitter said that to me, like there's never been good 3D swimming controls. And, and that's true. I mean, that, that, you know, you can make that claim. But I think because the game was so good and was so polished in so many areas that when something like that happened, it just stood out, you know? Not that yeah. that takes away from the game, but in fact, I think it should speak to the I, just quality of the game that even something like, like that, which is so minute and, and barely even, you know, a big factor in the game, but it kind of sticks out because throughout the game, I think you're just sort of wowed and impressed. So when something is less than stellar, it surprises you <laughs> and it yeah. stands out. Mm-hmm. Um but it was just, it was such a solid experience. And, you know, I like Zelda games, but I'm not like a Zelda super fan. Like maybe some of you are, or Andy is. <laughs> yeah, um, Andy definitely qualifies. I think I might be, I'm not too far behind Andy. Right. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I've played most of all the modern Zeldas now. Um, so I knew I was going to get it. But it, just the quality of it really surprised me and I, how much it captured my attention and, and how I wanted to play it anytime I could. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's the I, thing. I loved it. Is and, I kind of I had to kind of burn through this game pretty quickly for the review, and that was not really that much of a trouble. <laughs> right, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think trouble. so at all. And um, I tweeted yesterday, but the whole like ending like thirty minutes or so, I won't say what goes on or what happens. Um, the Joker of, you know, dies. Courtesy for yeah, right. Out of courtesy <laughs> for uh, Zach and any listeners, but it, it really like was kind of jaw dropping to me. Just the uh, I don't know, just sort of the the cinematic. Yeah, it. I mean, and, and, I've even and, heard people complain about the final boss, and like for me, I'm just like, did, did we play the same game? Right. <laughs> to, to me, it was like a whole just sort of experience, and and they really pushed it in those final like 30 minutes or so. Like the art direction really shines through too, and yeah, it was just really really impressive, and I, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did, but yeah, I, I I loved it. So yeah, easy easy number one, like without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just I mean, it's a. It's a fantastic game from start to finish. Yeah, there's some, I, you know, I mean, if get, to get on that negative train, yeah, there's some pacing issues. You know, it seems like a, like you're just like, really? Wait, there, there's some more shit I got to find? Sure. Like, there, there's a couple moments like that. But for the most part, that can be kind of excused in my eyes because it's, 
you're going to the same areas, but you're going to the same areas in different manners. And I yeah. really love that. I love that design of kind of like, here's this place you went to before, but now it's different. Here's mm. this place you went to before, and it's even more different. Here's mm-hmm. another section of this place that you didn't know existed. Like, I mean, I was constantly surprised when I played this game. And I mean, the, the one thing that I feel like highlighting, because it's something that I feel worked really well, and it's just a culmination of something they've been trying to nail in Zelda games since... I guess Phantom Hourglass, Twilight Princess around then is the uh the Silent Realm segments. Yeah. Because for me, they're spectacular. Because you go to these areas the first time through, and this is actually I think by the time you do the spirit or the, the they're the silent realm stuff, it might be the second or third time you've gone to these areas. But you go to this area before, you know, you explore it, you get to that dungeon in that area, and then you come back later. And then you have to do these these segments where you need to find these you know these crystals, dodge enemies, maneuver around the area, and I learned these areas from going there previously. So you're going through these, and I had moments I think in the in the fire one that I went through, where I basically was being chased around like three laps around that area trying to find the last crystal, like pissing myself. Yeah, and it was just such a like such a good moment where they are they are great segments that I just I I kind of love to hate. Because mm-hmm. they, 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 you know, they, they put me on edge. I'm really nervous when I'm doing them, but I really enjoy it because of, you know, how they make me feel in that regard and how, how much of a reward I feel when I finish it. Exactly. Yeah. I know Mike and Patrick, I think we're kind of down on the Silent Realm uh, sections when they did the Zelda segment last week, but I really enjoyed them. I mean, yeah, I don't think you're supposed to like them. I mean, they are stressful and grating. And yeah, the moment, you know, you uh, get caught in the spotlight or you run out of time and now they're chasing you. Yeah. It's, it's very unnerving, <laughs> it kinda and, but, reminds I, I, me, but that's the it, point. Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like the blue shell and everyone's issue with that Mario hmm. Kart. It's like, I'm sorry if you suck at the game, just get better. <laughs> yeah. And then the blue shell won't bother you. Yeah. Well, Mike didn't, Mike didn't know how to fly or how to sit on a seat. I do, I do love everyone's, you. Every, everyone's kind of like like because I didn't notice that you could sit on the stool and heal until like halfway through the game. Yeah, I just love how everybody kind of has their moment. Like some people get it right away, other people are just like, "Why is that there?" Right. Yeah, why are there seats like in every dungeon at some point? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's really Skyward Sword. I can't say enough of it. I can't yeah. wait to replay it whenever that happens. It's it's one of the best games I've played in a very long time, and mm-hmm. it's my number one game of 2011. Nice. As is uh, Scott, is this for Scott? Yes. So I guess before, because Scott might have to bail soon. So Scott, how about what's uh, what's your Nintendo game of the year? Oh yeah, that'll work. Um, mine. I was kind of torn between a few things, but I ended up going with um, Deus Ex: Human Revolution. I did not really? play that. I'm curious I didn't to hear play what you that say. Either. It is very, very good. I mean, it, it does stealth better than any uh, any game ever. Really, I mean, better than <laughs> any of the, the Metal Gear Solid games. Easy. Um, and it's just so, the the whole universe of the game is just, like, so, I guess, kind of believable and just so well uh, executed. And it's it's just a lot of fun, and there's a lot of opportunity to, to play it any way you want, um, which is great. You know, there's not just, like, an illusion of that. Um, you know, it's very uh, very easy to, you know, if you want to be the, the physical guy who just kind of goes out guns blazing, you can do that. And if you want to be, like, super stealthy spy hacker who just, like, is never seen and is, you know getting enemy turrets to turn on, you know, <laughs> the enemies and, and take them down and stuff like that by hacking terminals, you can do that. Um, the one downside really was just the boss fights. 
which feel like they're designed by an entirely different team. Well, they literally they are. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Okay, <laughs> I thought I thought I heard that. So that's yeah, kind of no, no, why that, I said that is, that okay. is a fact. Yeah, it's and literally those, a different design team made the boss, which fights. is so which is so <laughs> dumb. Um, but luckily, there's only like four of them throughout the game, so it's not a huge deal. But yeah, yeah they they're just because they limit you because the boss fights you have to kill the bosses and so you have to like gun them down, which just feels so like intrusive if you haven't been playing that way because you you know you should have the choice there too to try to do something different i don't know whether you slip by them or you outsmart them some way but there should have just been some other options there but those moments are so few and far between that i don't think it really takes away from the overall experience uh, in deus ex so i definitely i mean especially hearing your your good words about that game i definitely want to check it out i've thought about it um like red boxing it or something you should. You, you definitely should. It, it, you know, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of like first person shooters, and this to me doesn't at all feel like a first person shooter, especially yeah. since I didn't play it that way. I yeah, was. It's, very it's one of those games stealthy. that's been on my radar since it came out, but Nintendo well, comes first for me. I have a sure. quick question <laughs> about the about Deus Ex. Um, yeah. So, is it a west? It's a Western developed RPG, right? Uh well, I, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I think it was actually developed in Europe. Oh, oh, um, well, okay, re- yeah. But, yeah. but that would be considered of, Western. Is yeah. it like Fallout 3 where you've got all these stats and when you level up, you can assign points to the stats, but you don't really know in the future what stats you're actually going to need. That's what turned me off about Fallout 3 is eventually... And I, I, just, I can I agree with Zach on, on this notion about Western RPGs. I, I, didn't, right. I didn't know what what stats I was going to need, so I never felt like I was playing the game correctly. Is that a problem in Deus Ex, or would it be a problem for me? No, the, you, don't, you don't bump up stats. The What you do is every time you level up, you actually you get what it's called um, like a Praxis point, okay. and that goes towards unlocking, like, a new skill. So you're not putting points towards, like, dexterity or, like, strength or something like that. Instead, you're using your points to, say, increase your ability in computer hacking. So now you have a better percentage chance of hacking without getting noticed. Oh, okay. Or you can use it to grant yourself the ability to turn invisible for three seconds, which then later you can use a point to make it so it's five seconds and then gotcha. seven seconds. That's or pretty cool. Okay. Or to where you can jump twice as high, or you can fall without taking damage, you know, or that you take you can take more damage before dying. So different things like that. So however you play the game, like you can kind of gear yourself towards that. Okay. And there's like you you level up so much throughout the game, and you can buy Praxis kits, which give you points that you'll never like kind of lock yourself out where you'll go down one tree and then all of a sudden like you're useless. Because even myself being like hacker spy guy, I could still finish the boss fights and stuff. Um, okay, good. So, yeah, so you'll be good. I You'll never, like, feel like you went down the wrong path and now you're stuck. Oh, cool. good. Good. I'm going to try it. All right. So, uh, Scott, do you got to go? Uh, yeah, I probably should. I'll, right. I'll let you guys finish up then, but, yeah, I'll yes, yes. stop now. All right. All right, so, man. Uh, bye, Scott. Bye, right, Scott. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, you too, man. Bye. Bye. All right. So, uh, Zach, what's your Nintendo game of the year? Uh, it was going to be Arkham City, and Arkham City is excellent in every respect, and we'll probably talk about it more. But I looked oh, on my shelf, and are you still there? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I didn't know who was hosting the I was call. just letting you talk. <laughs> um, I saw Scott hang up. I was like, uh-oh. Um, 
but no, after I looked at my shelf, I realized that it's Dead Space 2. Yeah, because um, that did come out back in January. Yeah. Uh, yeah, January, February. It is, it's, it's so good. I, I love the first Dead Space, but the second one improves on it in so many ways. And, you know, it, it helped that I played it in a dark room with the sound up with two guys who are terrified of scary games. <laughs> um, and in dead space is the only scary game they'll, they'll watch because they just like the sci-fi setting. Um, but man, is that game excellent? Uh, the music is incredible. The graphics are phenomenal. And there's so much just disturbing stuff in the game. Like there's a scene, uh, you're in a, a pre, like a preschool, and it's an abandoned preschool, but you look in a window and there's a mother and uh, her baby is crawling over to her, but you can see that it, the baby's been infected. Um, and as soon as the baby gets to the mother, uh, blood explodes all over the window. Um, the baby exploded. Uh, and it's just so much stuff like that. And I like the audio logs and... And it's just so atmospheric. It's such a good game. <laughs> um, in fact, now talking about it now, it kind of makes me want to play through it. I'm on my second playthrough, and um, there's a lot of you get a lot more stuff in your second playthrough. Like you get new suits, and you get uh, uh, well, you just really get new suits. But that's still pretty <laughs> cool. So, if you have you played Dead Space Two? No, um, oh, I played the original. Uh, I don't think I finished the original. I, I read about what happened. It was something where I rented it and ran out of time, and was uh, kind of like, I got the majority of the way through it. Let's just hear what happened in the story. I'm curious. Yeah. Um, I've been, I've kind of wanted to get the second one, but I just I haven't yet. Yeah. But it, it's once again, it's like Deus Ex, where hearing your really good positive words about it, like I totally want to get it. I just don't know when. Yeah. No, it's, I think it's, it's pretty cheap great. at this point. I could probably find it for like 10, 20 bucks. Oh, it's got to be. Um, yeah. I, I liked it so much that I bought the... Oh, you know what? I should mention that the PlayStation 3 version, whether you bought the special collector's edition like I did or not, comes with a download code for Extraction with which was Move the Wii, Controls, the Wii. which is yeah, the Wii, the... a port of the Wii game. Um, and that's really good. Uh, so you're really getting two games. Um, and... I don't know if I'd say that Extraction's worth buying a move for, but if you have a move, it's a really good game. And the DLC for Dead Space 2 uh, is kind of a conclusion to the Extraction story, but it also sets up Dead Space 3. Ooh. Yeah. So, you get the whole Damn. experience there. <laughs> All right, so my my non my Nintendo game of the year was like Zach, got to be Arkham City, and I mean Arkham City is a fantastic game. I love me some damn Batman, but I got this game, played the shit out of it, and really dug it. Um, oh, yeah. I think it improves a lot on Arkham Asylum. Oh, it yes. does get a little like there's almost too much to do at times, but once you kind of realize that okay, there are actually basically like these five different side missions, and you can go down those paths and do them. And then there's the main mission. Then it kind of like once you kind of get a bearing on things, then it becomes a lot more focused. Did I and, tell you? Uh, did I tell you that I beat? I got all the Joker riddles. I got all the side quest the, stuff. Wow, all of it. 
I've, I don't think I will ever get all of the Riddler stuff, but I, I do want to go back and finish some of the side missions. Yeah. Because um, some of the side missions have really awesome conclusions, especially if you're a fan of Batman. Oh, they like do. Me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, there's, there's like some pretty, I mean, I guess not like hidden, like, not like characters that you've never heard of before, but ones that totally like, redesigned. More... Yeah. And it's, it's really cool. I, I want <laughs> to play more of this game. I want Batman <laughs> Arkham World. Yeah. Like they, like they joked about it, the VGAs, but, uh, that's, uh, that was a joke. Um, but Arkham City, I mean, in all honesty, it probably is my favorite game, but I feel like highlighting something a little more off the beaten path, which is really kind of a surprise game, which is funny because I never played the first one that much outside of the demo, um, and that's Ms. Splosion Man, which really? is a platformer from Twisted Pixel Games that came out as part of the XBLA Summer of Arcade. Um, and I just really I love the humor of everything that Twisted Pixel does. Um, especially with this one where they have the uh, two girls, one controller mode, which uh, which is, is funny. And the way you unlock that is also funny. Um, and even even the freaking intro video where uh, I guess they have their, their the graphics engine is called Beard. So they have like, you know, like powered by Beard. And they have, I guess, a guy from Twisted Pixel with a beard turning and just being like, your move, Unreal. <laughs> and then it says beard <laughs> but i mean i just I, I really love their humor and it's i mean the gun stringer is probably the only reason i ever would want to get a connect um, oh but but i mean really miss explosion man it takes what explosion man did and made it even better because you know the the, the co-op levels which are completely different from the single player levels are fantastic i i mean i i, I never even really finished the single player game because I was too busy with the uh, the co op stuff with a friend of mine, and we had a we had a fucking ball going through all those levels because it's just like the levels get even more inventive as you go through and even more challenging. And it was the kind of thing where I was like, "All right, we're almost over with we're almost done with this game." And we're like, "Oh crap, there's more!" <laughs> and it's just it's a really great game. I, I love the multiplayer. The single player is great as well. Um, no, it's on it's on XBLA. Yeah, I think it's it's. I mean, I think it's normally. I think it might be ten bucks. See, I, the reason I ask point. is because I have XBLA points from Christmas. Yes, I believe it would be uh, eight hundred space bucks. I might have to grab that. Yeah, I mean space it's it's a great bucks. it's a great platformer, <laughs> and I mean especially if you have friends to play with. And I think Zach actually we might be able to play co op online. Oh, that's I think nice. I've, I've I've never really I don't really do things online on the three sixty outside of like watch Netflix and download things. Right, but um. But yeah, I'm pretty sure you can do online co-op in that. Um, Once in a while. I played local co-op and it was great. And you Once can do it with up to four I play people. Meat Boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you can do you can play the the multiplayer with up to four people, which is also really really cool. I've only I, I think I've done with three before, mm. but I played most of it with two, and it's great. And it kind of like changes to uh, adapt for you know two to four people. Well, that's nice. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a really <laughs> great game. Um, and it's it's one of the best Nintendo games I played this year. There you go. Oh, I'm gonna have yep. to play that. Yeah, intriguing. And I would actually, I would actually probably say that one of my favorite Nintendo games of the year, even though I think it technically came out, in, yeah, it did come out in 2010, um, would be a VVV VVV. Oh yeah, but that's now on like 3DS. That. So yeah, it's not a Nintendo game any anymore. But that is a that is a fantastic game if you've never played it before thrown down eight bucks for the 3ds version is not a ripoff it's a very good deal because it's a great game yeah I, I i do want to get that um i'm not 
running out to buy it, but next time I yeah, have there some... is a lot of stuff on 3ds, even yeah, if games are fantastic. Thing. I mean, uh, hell, I'm still you know I'm still ankle deep in Pushmo, so yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of content in that game. Yeah, I got to a point where I just had to put it put it aside. Like I'm I'm near the end of it, but I was just like, you know what, I need to do something else with my life. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, another game, another Nintendo game of the year for me. I don't even know when it came out, but Tiny Wings. I can't stop playing that. <laughs> oh. uh, there you go. Right, well, Twenty eleven. It was a hell of a good year for gaming. It, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, Nintendo wise, it kind of sucked shit for about nine months, but then it got <laughs> yes. really, really good. <laughs> oh yeah, like, and and uh, app of the year is definitely Swap Note. Yeah, if we gave such awards out, yeah, Swap Note would win that coming out you know right before the year ended yeah that's the thing all this great stuff came out like like you say in december last three months <laughs> <coughs> all right um yeah that's uh that's our game of the year stuff yeah, let yeah. us know what your let us know what your games of the year are um and if there's anything surprising that would be cool yeah let us know connectivity at nintendoreport.com we like hearing from you we like people review us on itunes yes nicely and uh, happy New Year! It's now twenty twelve. Year. Yeah. Year's gonna uh, this year is gonna be the end of the world apparently, and uh, <laughs> we'll be here every week, getting ready, get preparing you for I, uh, the end of the world. Because next December, be, Nintendo will release should, even more cool shit at the end of the year. We should do a live cast during the <laughs> end of the world. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Let us know what you think about that. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>